This is Christine Brown, and while I have to listen to this podcast as my motherly duty, you have the choice not to. My sons sometimes say some naughty things when they're trying to be funny, but really, they're just being stupid. You still want to listen? Go right ahead. I am not your mother. Welcome back to the Patriots Dynasty Podcast. We are in the last week of the 2003 regular season. Patriots uh, hosting the Buffalo Bills. And I, your host, Andy Brown, am hosting both my brothers today. Steve, how's it going? Good. We're almost on one full year of quarantine. Uh, mm. Almost exactly, yes. Because yep. today is the 11th of March, and I think it happened on the 13th. Well, how do you... How do you put a date on it? Well, we, we uh, when schools down, got shut down, we're, we're on record predicting when it would end, right? Yes, not too far from one year ago, and <laughs> nobody guessed a year. Correct. Uh, yeah, I think I was the closest, and I said September, yeah, of last year. And me and Greg definitely laughed at you, yeah, yeah, yeah all of you. And Mila was on at that point too, and he he laughed the hardest, yes, yeah. Um, so I win, I guess. No, <laughs> I just lost less than you guys. <laughs> there you go. Uh, also with us is Greg Brown. Nice to see you, Greg. It's great to see you too, Andy. How you doing, bud? Good. Revenge game. This is what I'm talking about. I mean, we were talking last week with uh, our buddy Tarek, who we had on, uh, about how if you were to write this as like a tv show or a movie people would say this ending is too predictable like if this were friday night lights yeah and that team lost 31 nothing to open the season then had like all the stuff go on in the last game of the season they played the same team and they won 31 nothing it'd be like well you know you, you gotta mix that up a bit that's that's too obvious See, it's too hollywood is, that's why this season is somewhat forgettable Explain yourself. Like, oh that's the season we start with the bills you know and you kind of like throw everything else out there. That's true. Yeah, they, they the did other have... big news was the lawyer Malloy trade, but that's also part of week one, you know, yep. the cutting of him. Yeah. And the Rodney Harrison replacement, who, I mean, I love, a, I love Lloyd Malloy, team? but it was the correct decision. Yeah, Rodney balled out. He was amazing. Do you have what a favorite say, game? Favorite game from the forgettable 03 season. I don't think it was that forgettable. No, I remembered uh, more than I expected to in this. Yeah, but like I didn't really like kind of put that Broncos game to the Super Bowl season, you know? True, true. Yeah, there, were, yeah, there was a lot of games I didn't realize were this year. year. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that would be like next right. year or something like that or way later in the dynasty. Yeah. Or even the, uh, the, the, the Dolphins overtime game. Yeah, the Troy Brown bomb. Yep. Colts game. Colts game, right. Willie McGinnis. Yeah. Yeah, this has been this has been a hell of a hell of a season. I have a new ranking uh format since new I don't ranking. watch the games. Okay. Yeah. So instead of giving however many trophies, yep. I'm putting them into classifications. Ooh, all right. Do you want to hear my classifications here? I do. I do. Okay. The first and highest classification is called the title game. Okay. So the criteria being, can you describe the game in four words or less? 
Yes. So, for instance, Without the last game we watched, Stephen, how would you describe the last game we watched last week? Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, I love you, Susie game. <laughs> the, the kissing Susie Colbert. Yeah. <laughs> but you don't remember the game from... Correct. You, you know, like, that's what I think is a distinction of... So, there, that actually kind of leads me to my second point. So, the next categorization is what I'm calling the thumbnail game. So can you, if you put a picture as the thumbnail for like Ooh. the podcast, could you immediately recognize what game we're talking about just from a still shot? Mm-hmm. Like the Dolphins game. Dolphins game, the yeah, intentional so. safety game, uh, Willie McGinnis game. That's yep. a thumbnail game with him like running down the field, pointing up. Yep. Um, the okay. next classification, hidden gems where it's like a great game that's been lost to the sands of time where it's, mm. there's no like one defining play or it's not like a Super Bowl or a, you know, you can't just be like, oh yeah, uh, Rams, Rams second Super Bowl or I would put Panthers Super Bowl. Those are title games. 2001 um, against the Chargers in that Brady's first comeback. That's actually mm-hmm. one of the games that I haven't seen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was yeah, the Chiefs the game from last year. That was yes. a hidden gem. Yep, was a great one. absolutely. Um, and then the next classification is business as usual. Mm-hmm. Nothing nothing remarkable, but... So like just, every Jets yeah. game? Yeah, pretty much <laughs> the majority. The games, a, lot of, a lot of the Bills games get like that real soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then slog fests. That's the last where it's like... Every Browns game. Yeah. A lot of the <laughs> losses. Is that five categories or six categories? That's five. I feel like so we six could, would be we losses. Could come up with one more and then just put like all losses. Yeah, one more is losses. Yeah. Losses. Yeah. <laughs> so we could just assign a Lombardi to each different one of those. I know I kind of like this classification now. Oh, yeah. We're, I, we're I, at, I think we could use that. Title game is six Lombardis. Yeah. And a thumbnail game is five Lombardis. Yeah, it fits. Mm. I love That's it. That's nice. Yeah. All right, which begs the question, what is this game? I was just going to ask you that. How would you? I know. It's a tough one to pick because it's not really a thumbnail game. You can't you can't really just take a still shot and be like, yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe like a, a picture of it being week 17, 31, nothing. That's going not to clue you. But yeah, you can take a picture of the scoreboard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not it's a not really game. business as usual because this like stands out as like oh yeah that was a pretty no. unique game and it was yeah Patriots lore. but it's also not really a hidden gem either because yeah everybody knows it like again the, yeah the two <laughs> so the first so game, it's almost thirty it's almost a title game. already failed <laughs> it's almost a title game because you could say thirty one nothing yeah well if you combine it with the first with week one then it's a title game. Because if you like roll all the highlights together, right? It was like, oh yeah, the loss sucked. We could bag it, and then we won. It was a pretty unique game where the Patriots. I feel yeah. When he, I feel like there almost the needs first, to be in the first half. There's they shit stomped the Bills worse than the Bills shit stomped us. I feel like there needs to be one more classic, like, classification <laughs> below loss, which is what the week one was, where it's just like a shit stomping. See, see that I almost would classify as a thumbnail game. You think so? Oh, like you could show me a picture of Sam Adams returning an interception yeah. in Buffalo, and I'll go. I know exactly yeah. what game that is. You know that's probably true because there aren't many blowouts mm-hmm. in this dynasty. 
Because this, I think we decided this that the week one was the worst one, right? I think so, right? That was their worst worst loss. Yeah, it might have been in yeah, dynasty yeah. history. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it would make sense. So yeah, minus thirty one was the worst. Um, there's only been four games where they've lost by more than twenty five, and one was in two thousand. That was uh, Brady's first game where he threw three passes. And then 2008, the 2008 to the Dolphins. The Lions. Yeah, and then the Chiefs to open 20, uh, 2014. Not to open it, but when they got blown out. Oh, that was uh, Ron yeah. to Cincinnati. Yeah. Yeah, that was a bad one. Mm. So that's a name game too. Yeah. Right. I'm going to give this one the name game. I'm going to lump it in with the other, although it was part hidden gem too, or at least the first half. I don't know about a hidden gem. This is. I think it's kind of hidden. It's overshadowed by well known. week one loss, too, because it can't quite thumbnail, like Greg said. But there's some highlight plays in this game for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, I managed to pull a chalk full. Yeah, and David Gibbons all over it. Mm. Yeah, this is definitely a David Gibbons game, this one. David Gibbons and Teddy Bruschi. Probably game balls on each side of the side of the ball. Would you agree? Yeah, Bruschi was a... Tom Brady. Brady played well, but he didn't have to do much, actually. I mean, through four touchdown passes, no picks. He was AFC player of the week, offensive player of the week. Yeah, he threw four touchdown passes (laughs) on like 200 yards, though. It wasn't like he was slinging all over the place. Yeah, but this is 2003. That is like 600 yards in the modern NFL. It's true. Also, he ran for... Uh, 20 something yards, 22 23 yards, yards, five 23 carries, yards. 23 yards. It's better numbers than Antoine Smith's put up all year. <laughs> it's not true. He just got 100 yards last week, and <laughs> he did. <laughs> which oh, was the first 100 you. yard rusher they had on the season. Yeah, but you want to guess? Uh, so 23 yards on five carries. You want to guess where that ranks in um, Tom Brady rushing games? It's got to be Tom mm, first, second, no, third. Fourth. No, fifth, fifth, fifth. His uh, most will be 2006. He will rush for 31 yards against the Jaguars. Um, prolific. <laughs> That's a on, title on, game on 10 carries. 10 wow, 3.1 yards a carry. Uh, the next one, the death. 2011 at Philadelphia. Uh, five carries, 28 yards. And then um, the other two games are ones we've already seen, apparently. Uh, 2002 against the Packers, he rushed for 26 yards. And then 2002 against the Jets, he rushed for 24 yards. They were calling a lot more like Tom Brady would just get it and be able to run, like when the linebacker wasn't there. And sometimes they call sneaks on like third and six and stuff like that too. He'd yeah, do, he would do it way more aggressively then. And this was like was my crazy. favorite thing that they got away from. I don't know if this was just like a Charlie Weiss thing or whatever, but they would. And it would kind of happen a lot in the the no huddle where you'd see them go five wide receiver, and Bray would just get up under center, and because the the defense was so spread out, he just runs straight up the middle and get five, six, ten, eleven yards. Probably just didn't want him getting hurt. Yeah, I mean, I guess. Because he almost blew his knee out in this game, which I did not remember at all. Yeah, thanks to uh, his best buddy, Lloyd Malloy. That shit was. 
Nah, it was it, it looked, was shades it of two thousand eight. Bernard Pollard hit honestly. Exactly, yeah. Except it was, it was off the same to the kind side. Of play. Except and Brady wasn't trying to do it. Yeah, I don't remember this at all. But that was a it was a it terrible was, look. Someone fell on his leg, Dick. Did you hear that? <laughs> what? Because no. it was Dick Enberg, right? Oh. And as he was throwing it, like. <laughs> Theodorf was like, boy, did Brady have someone fall on his leg dick. And for some reason, he put like leg dick, like it yeah. sounded like one word. I was like, oh, what the hell are you talking about, Dan? That's what he does. How did he already know? <laughs> oh, he's useless. Yeah. It's a uh, little Freudian slip. <laughs> yeah. Fucking Driftwood Brady. <laughs> Third leg. <laughs> That's why his knee didn't buckle because it's fucking... Dick was supporting it. <laughs> <laughs> he's got that tripod. He's well, did it. you hear what they were saying after? Where he's like, is I think it was Dierdorf was like, all I could say is I hope Tom Brady has some loose ligaments, yes. <laughs> which is foreshadowing. Uh, yes, Great commentary true. by Dan. Uh, speaking of, since we're since this is the uh, commentation oh. section of the the podcast, I will have you know, I'm wearing the gift that my brothers. Uh, I, I was going to say generously got me, but I don't know if generous is the right word. It was a Christmas present. We were sort of obligated. Yes, there was a, a, a podcast-related Christmas present that I got this year that I haven't had a chance to wear yet, but it is a number 72 Arizona Cardinals jersey. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh, with the last name Deerdorf on the back. Uh, no Hall of Fame patches on it. I don't know if that's a thing. Stitched. We, like, yes. we didn't spare a dime yeah. no, this for this is... thing because I knew Andy would be only the best for our our brother, our yeah. pal. So, I've been Brown. waiting for a Deerdorf game to break this out because it didn't feel right otherwise. Mm. But here I am rocking the you Deerdorf. Look, you look great in it, might I, I add. I'm good I, in red. Yeah. It, well, it just yeah. suits you. You're just yeah. your general aura. Yes. Hot. I will say uh, this, this feels like it was built for this. Uh, the sizing is probably dan deodorf size mm. so oh, yeah. i like i like that i get to wear it as a dress so i'm wearing this and nothing else just for you boys so thank you <laughs> dude imagine imagine going to like a patriots game with a deodorf jersey on you couldn't pay me enough what do you uh, like cardinals game? well cardinals would like be explainable but if you show up to a patriots game and they're like yeah, I'm just a huge fan of the commentators. <laughs> I feel like, what the fuck is this kid doing? <laughs> of all commentators, too, we damn fucking right. Deardorff. Because yeah. there's no one that's like alive as a fan of Deardorff, the player anymore. Yeah. No. You know? No one's a fan of him as a commentator either. Yeah, exactly. People hate him even more as a commentator. So it'd be <laughs> so confusing for like everyone at the stadium. <laughs> it, yeah, it really would. Although, to be fair, I don't think I'll ever wear this out in public. So this is the public as it's getting right now. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe we'll make like a bet or something. Okay. Predicting the pandemic. Maybe maybe we'll give it away. Don't you dare. <laughs> you wouldn't do that to us. Uh, I don't know if it was if it was him or Dick Enberg, but they kept calling Teddy Bruski Ted Bruski. Like that's Ed that, Bruski. That's just bullshit. Ted mm-hmm. Bruski, and they said that uh, Ted Bruski he plays the sax. And he has some sacks. Like these. Th- what do you mean these... has some sacks? He, like he got a sack in this game. Oh, I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know who's the idiot? Whoever the fuck said that? 
<laughs> Dan Deardorff, he, they, uh, the two of them combined. It's not just Dan Deardorff. I, I can't put all the blame on him, but him and Dick Emberg together, they are like the personification of like every shitty commentator point of view or every like just awful like hot take. Or not even hot take. They're just like this stupid shit. Like they were pissy like basically the entire second half that Brady was still in the game. Because like, oh, well, you know, you don't want to. Yeah, he, he almost got hurt. Half, so. Andy. It was the beginning of the fourth quarter. No, it was in the third quarter. No, it was the fourth quarter. Like, we should take no, it. because take Brady was throwing and Dan Dudorf threw a shit fail. I can't believe it. They're out here throwing it with Tom Brady when they've got the game wrapped up and they're already going to make the playoff. Right. Like, no, I get is, it that it was, a, it was a terrible take. Especially well, in retrospect when Brady never comes out. I think it's also, it, and he's got a point that he just like, once he finds a point that he mm. feels strongly yeah. about, he just repeats it over and over and over again. Just like, All right, dude. Constantly. We get it. We get yeah. it. Let's move on. Yeah, but how do you actually feel about it, Dan? Like, <laughs> yeah. oh, fuck. And but then, then every then, play is like validation of, oh, well, you almost, you got hit on that one. What if you yeah, got exactly. hurt? It's like, okay. All right. Let's just commentate the game here. Uh, <laughs> I can't, I can't believe the Bills brought in a backup first before the pit. The Bills have been on fucking vacation mode this entire game. Like the fact <laughs> that Bledsoe even fine. played in this surprised me. Poor Drew Bledsoe. But he did predict loose ligaments being the direction Tom Brady would go. And it's and I actually have another plus, career. Greg. A, bro- a broken clock is right once. Well, it's, twice it's, a it's day. right twice a day, actually, Andy, because he had another great point. <laughs> depends on depends on if you're in uh, military time. They were talk- they're uh, saying uh, David Patton is kind of coming on similar to uh, Gibbons right now. So Gibbons has a sick game, a couple touchdowns, and like a real sweet head fake to get in the end zone on Lawyer. And the toe tap. Yeah, the toe tap touchdown too. He was balling out in this game. And they were saying, oh, he's coming on because he's a seventh round pick or whatever. Mm -hmm. Just like Dion was 2001. Yeah. No, No, he said it it with, uh, it was Patton in 2001 where Patton came on at the end of the year. He kind of came out of nowhere from the arena league that year. But I don't think Patton came on at the end of the season though. Like he he definitely turned it up late that year. Yeah. Like, he has the touchdown catch in the AFC Championship game and Super Bowl. And he had like wasn't it like win. week five where he had mm-hmm. uh, a pass catch and a run for a touchdown? Like he was on kind of all year. <laughs> That's true. Also, another point for uh, Dierdorf here. I wrote down this quote. He throws compliments around like manhole covers, like that. <laughs> That's good. That is pretty good. You know how you know how heavy manhole covers are, Andy? Yeah. Yeah. You don't just go throwing those around, do you? Well, you don't. It paints the I picture. will say, though, they um they pulled in the Bills radio announcer guy. Yes. He's been doing it for a long time. And I was like, well, can we just listen to this dude? I was going to say, can we just keep so it here? Much. That's how he does a blow it. They're like, oh, well, look what we've got here. Let's listen in on him for a little bit. I'm like, okay. I'm in for that. Um, but it, uh, I, I have a counterpoint to your 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 pluses. Ooh, counter, um, counter. Yeah, so I'm just going to debate team here. I'm just going to let this talk for me. Understandably, a lot of long faces on the Bills sideline. Greg, how tough of a task is it as a coach to go into the locker room now and tell your guys how important it is to try to go out on a positive note? Well, they're pros, you know. We've got to go out and try to get off the field better on defense. They spread us out a little bit, didn't make any plays. Uh, We didn't capitalize on the one turnover we did get. Uh, Our guys will come out. We'll be a little bit more wide open here in the second half, and we've got to finish it strong. Coach, thank you. 
quality man, Greg Williams. You've got to empathize. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, what, what was that, Dan Deardorff? Quality man. Understandably, a lot of quality man, Greg Williams. You've got to empathize. Quality man, Greg. Quality man, Greg Williams. You've got to empathize. Do you though? I will. Do I, ref, I refuse to empathize with Greg Williams. Yeah. He's the worst, dude. The worst. And they kept talking him up about how, uh, like, all the players, like, oh, I can't believe how great he's, like, stuck with us through this whole season, even though we suck. What the fuck choices he have? Like, it's he sucks. Like, you suck because of him. Like, he's the coach. This, this he's got two Gs in his name. He's sullying the Greg. Oh, my God. I guess three Gs. Yeah, he's, he's awful. So do we want to just talk about the, uh, the, the, the potential complications of this game? Yes. What, what the Patriots are playing for? Because this is week 17. Yeah, this is uh, the last week. There's a bunch of stuff on the line. I took a uh, screenshot of the, uh, the graphic that they had up because Sick. two teams, yeah, two teams in the AFC were undefeated at home this season. Uh, the Chiefs, twelve and three, who have uh, they start off undefeated. They went like nine and zero, but have struggled down the stretch here. And uh, I believe this game is on a Saturday. And so the um, Chiefs are hosting the Bears the day after, who are seven and eight. And the Patriots again uh, are a game up. But if the Patriots lost this game, they. And the Chiefs won. They would be tied for a record, but I think the Chiefs would have a tiebreaker somewhere down the road on. Uh, I don't know. I'm an opponent. Yeah, something like that. Yes. Yeah, or, or like conference whatevers. So. So but, yeah, and and the Chiefs do end up winning that game. So this is basically the battle for the one seed. Yep. Yeah. And and the, that's probably part of the reason Brady was in there for as long as he was. Right. Just to make sure which. You know, is what Belichick said yeah. at halftime, too, is what they said. And also, uh, both teams really good at home. But the Chiefs, like the Patriots, obviously, both teams undefeated. The Patriots were averaging like 20 to 10 wins, um, like 20 points for 10 points against. The Chiefs, on the other hand, averaging 34, almost 35 points a game at home um, when allowing only 17. So, I mean, that's... Like for the Chiefs, it's kind of a big deal to want to win at home or want to play at home. So you're also denying the Chiefs that. Um, that's what I'm looking for. Advantage. Yeah. Yeah. Home field advantage. Arrowhead's no joke either. Mm. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Especially at this point. Yeah. And Priest Holmes, beast. Yeah. So were there any other. Um, was there anything else on the line, Greg, like around the league for this week? Yeah, do you want – I mean, I have – so this is obviously week 17, so there's a lot yeah. of – maybe we get – we we touch on it after we talk about the game. All right, yeah, yeah. Because there's a lot of, like, results-based stuff. That's what I figured, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, all right, so uh, in terms of if you want to watch this game, I would say watch the first half. Yeah, yeah, first half. And then watch kind of like the end of the – you can watch the fourth quarter too. Watch the first – not even fourth quarter. Watch the first half and then the last couple minutes to watch that INT that we all know, the game ceiling one. Yeah. Um, That, I think, is 
You could that could be your thumbnail, Greg. There you go. Mm, I don't but know. It's not memorable. Have... Yeah. Yeah. I didn't remember it was an interception until. Oh really? I remember the interception. I thought it was Teddy Bruschi. I thought it was a fourth down play. I remember like a, a goal line stop at the end of the year, yeah. at the end of the game. No, yeah, I I thought they put their starters so back I, in. I thought but... they put their starters back in too, Andy. Yeah, but they didn't. No. Which was even better when because it was Larry Izzo with the interception yes, to end Izzo. it to keep the and thirty-one nothing. He was playing two. He was one guy versus two. He had the yeah. guy in the flat and the guy deep, and he like bumps the guy in the flat, goes deep, makes the interception. Yeah, and then I thought it was Teddy because like Teddy flips the fuck out and is like on the field, and they have like this crazy hugging party in the midfield. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, with the entire defense and Troy Brown there. Dude, they are so <laughs> fucking stoked. So yeah, it was a it was a fucking hell of a party at the end of it. Um, but yeah, I think the the first quarter is basically the Patriots' offense did whatever the hell they wanted. Um, the defense. Against the the number two ranked defense in the NFL, were they? Oh, I yeah. missed that. So Buffalo had a tough year. Yeah, they had, they had a tough year. Oh, they were. That's the, right. In terms of yardage, yeah, they were the number two defense in the NFL, and they were number five which for surprising, which for points against as well. Yeah, so, you know, their defense was sick. They had playmakers everywhere. Yeah, their so offensive top five line defense. Sucked, though. Yeah, their but receivers I, are good. Their running backs are good. Drew Bledsoe was good. It they, also felt like about the O line. And I, I don't know, I, it may have been Dan Dieter too that pointed this out, that it seemed like the defense wasn't trying, the Bills defense wasn't running at 100% effort either on the Bethel Johnson touchdown, where I don't remember. Nate Clemens, my boy. Yeah. yeah, you have his jersey, right? Kind of uh-huh. half-assed it and got stiff-armed in the chest and just like didn't even really try to make the tackle. Your Bethel is... Is, this is like peak Bethel because he's been playing awesome these last couple weeks too. He's had a kick-ass year. I'm, yeah. I'm hyped on Bethel right now. Yeah, that jersey I, looks so much better. I don't know how respect. he didn't stick because, yeah, he's been playing yeah. great. He And not just – I mean, okay, not so – yeah. Ooh, I got, a, I got a comparison. Ooh, okay. Uh, Corderell Patterson. Mm. No, Bethel's like shiftier. No, well, I, I just mean from like a, a game impact, right? He's not like he's not you're not giving him like oh. 10, 10 targets a game, right? But right. like every time he gets the ball, he seems to do something that's like okay, that's yep. looking okay, that's a big and play. and his his biggest contribution is on kickoffs, kickoff mm-hmm. returns. Mm-hmm. And even in this game, I think Bethel Johnson's biggest contribution was kickoff coverage. Yes. Because uh Antonio Brown, the other Antonio Brown. The Bills, Antonio Brown, was a kickoff. The same one. I looked it up. I was like, "What? No." Well, yes, no. It's not the same one. <laughs> we we were we went over this week one, I think. Oh, uh, I yeah. Totally forgot that. It's it's the Antonio Brown that uh, you draft by accident in fantasy. Yeah. <laughs> <And> check yourself. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so he was a bit of a burner in this, and Bethel Johnson ran him down on kickoffs that probably would have been touchdowns otherwise. Uh, like ran this guy down from behind when nobody else could catch him, like from the other side of the field on one of them. So Bethel Johnson, yeah, yeah he's, I'm big on him uh, in this. Mm-hmm. And, and like, that's the kind of players you like that make the most of their yeah. opportunities. Yeah. You know? And so I'm kind of, but uh, I think it was a couple weeks ago, maybe in the Jags game, they said that he didn't play because something to do with his preparation for the game wasn't up to snuff. Like it wasn't, the pages weren't happy with it. So they just like benched him for a game. So there may have been something else going on there, but every time he's on the field, he does something. He makes a he makes a difference. 
he like wasn't prepared so he didn't even dress yeah didn't prepare like well that. enough for the week or some some show you that yeah uh similar to reuben brown in this game he gave him the old fucking uh malcolm butler treatment yeah we're not going to give you a real reason we're just going to sit one of our yeah. better players yeah and in, in, in a super bowl for no reason Bill Belichick, yeah, your hero, come. your god. <laughs> yes. I mean, there's got to be something there. I can't believe that never came up. I know. Well, when we have either of them on the podcast, we will talk about it. Butler, he's a free agent. Yeah. He is, yeah. He just got released. So we shall see. Um, yeah, but there was um, something about in this game, Reuben Brown didn't travel with the team. The Bills like a uh, pro bowl lineman. I don't know. It was left tackle. Maybe. Uh, so no, yes. it was a guard. Yeah. It was a guard. So, oh, but, guard. Uh, but yeah, he, I guess he had some altercations on the field and on the sidelines in the game before this against the dolphins in a game where drew Bledsoe was sacked six times. Mm. And I guess they said he was frustrated with the way the offense was was performing. Um, and so he didn't practice all week and didn't travel with the team. And this was another thing that that um, your boy Dan Deardorff was like beleaguering. Yeah, he, he was he was upset about this, uh, about the fact that Ruben gets to stay home and still gets a paycheck. But all his teammates are are here battling it out, which I think uh, if you look at the score, it's probably uh, a questionable statement. But um, yeah, he 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 uh, was on that train for probably most of the second quarter. I would say about how <laughs> Tell us how, how bad this offensive here. line looked. Are your nipples hard underneath your Deardorff jersey? Or uh, rock yeah. solid. Underneath your Deardorff. Ruben Brown. Uh, uh, four-time second-team All-Pro. Yeah, always the bridesmaid, never the bride. Well, that's because he doesn't show up for his team. Week Is that 17? the most Bills stat ever? <laughs> four-time second-team All-Pro. <laughs> <laughs> well, they have been four times second place at a fits. Ruben. Yeah, so, would, I'm more of a Cuban guy myself, you know, a Cubano. A Cubano. Yeah. I also I did find it strange that Patriots go 14 and two, set a franchise record for wins, uh, go on to win the Super Bowl and have two Pro Bowlers. Mm, yeah, <laughs> that's what. Well, I mean, I'm wearing one of them's jersey. Ty Law, baby. Is that from? Wait, is that the jersey from this year? Yeah. That's, yeah, the jersey from that's why I wore it today. It's a, oh no! Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. So who was the other one? Three Tyler Pro Bowl jersey. Uh, the other one's Seymour, right? Yeah. Yeah. Damn. So no offensive player. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. This offense has been Harrison. I think you could have made a case for Harrison. I he agree. Stuck out as like Bruce dominant. Bruce yeah. probably should have made it. He had. Yeah, their defense probably should have had more than two, being how dominant they were because they've yeah. been absolute crushing teams. Yeah. 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 Wikipedia.com is saying that William McGinnis is a pro baller too. Maybe he got in as a as alternate. Could be. Doesn't matter. It's not like any of them played, right? Uh-huh. Actually, no, this was this was when the Pro Bowl was after the Super Bowl, isn't it? That's right. No, Tyler did play in this game. Yeah. <laughs> I bet he did. 
Um, but yeah, the uh, Teddy, uh, not Teddy, uh, Mike Vrabel had an interception early in the first quarter. Bill's first drive, I think. Uh, and drive, that was yeah. that was this defense twenty eighth interception on the season. Twenty eight interceptions is a lot. It was actually it moved them into first uh, in the NFL. I don't know if that stuck, but it was also the most by Pages defense since nineteen sixty four. Mm. which is a long fucking time. Also, in 1964, I'm surprised you could get 28 interceptions because I don't think teams threw more than like three times a game back then. But Yeah, well, that's why, because they kept throwing so many goddamn <laughs> interceptions because <laughs> they're so bad at it. <laughs> <laughs> but this team was also only allowing nine points per game at home. Pretty good. And I mean, nine. this first half was fucking crazy domination. Like, it Pats, was. they get the kickoff, go down, nine plays, 60-yard touchdown. Easy. Next drive... Bledsoe throws an interception, touchdown again, 14 nothing before you can even like yeah. before get the fans a beer sat and down. get sat down. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, but like they've been waiting for this all year. This is the best the offense has looked in forever in many games. And they were just against the number two defense. Too. Right. Yeah. yeah, because they came out just saying, you know what, fuck it. Five wide, uh, no huddle. We're just gonna just hammer right down your throat. And it worked for two drives. And then they just Got up uh 28 nothing like 28 nothing at halftime. Yeah, it, it was 21-nothing after like right at the end, right at the beginning of the second quarter, because they their last drive of the first quarter finished in the second, like right at the beginning. Brady threw a touchdown to Troy Brown. Um and so it's bled so like still hasn't thrown a completed pass at this point. Yeah, he had like <laughs> the bills looked horrendous yeah they, they couldn't offense. block anybody uh, on that offensive line like steve was saying uh, here's a question for you guys did you guys feel bad for brady watching this bad for brady uh blood so sorry yes oh yes yeah. i did yeah because oh, he had man. no time he was just throwing hot every time there was a free rusher every dude, single time down. straight up flashbacks dude yeah, he was like, uh, just like, oh God, he's it's not really his fault, but he's not making it any better. No, because, <laughs> because yeah, there was one drive where I think the the Bills dropped back to pass three times, and every single time Bledsoe got hit because there was a free rusher. But he was also like, there was no hot routes, there was no like quick dump outs to the the running back or anything like that. And then they punted, and Brady got the ball, and literally the first play is a free rusher, and Brady just dumps it off to like the tight end in the flat. And they get like four or five yards out of it. And like that, that right there is why they kept Brady and not not Bledsoe. But yeah, but Bledsoe. I'd say he had maybe a second and a half to make a make a decision in this. There's a free rusher almost every yeah, single play. They just blitzed they the blitz percentage just went through the roof because they just blitzed every play. It felt like it, yeah. Well, I don't even think they did. Look I think they up, just Steve. brought rushers from different places. It was usually like a four man rush. But it was They're like in safeties and corners and linebackers oh, yeah. and like every yeah. even into garbage time when the when because the Bills brought in um the fuck was his name? <laughs> Travis Brown or Travis something. Brown, yeah. One of the Brown brothers uh from uh the Ooh. northern northern Arizona lumberjacks represent. Northern Arizona, huh? The lumberjacks, baby. Chop that wood. Oh, he's a Phoenix boy. <laughs> yeah, he's a coyote. Um Fucking but howling at the moon. He was you. He was kind of like your very uh, like Madden created backup quarterback because he came in and he like looked like a, a a dollar store version of Drew Bledsoe. 
similar builds, but like his helmet didn't quite fit right. And his face mask was too big. Cause it looked like they give him him, you know, they're like the, the old school tight ends helmets from these days. There's like a little bit bigger and the face mask is huge. And it goes like down to their chest. You know, those ones like the ones that Christian Fourier yeah. wears. Yeah. yeah. And this guy was wearing that. And he just like, they just like hung him out to dry. He got lit up in this game too. That was a, uh, Harrison definitely can custom. Was it? Oh yes, it was. Yes, yeah. <laughs> he was walking out. That he had me had to come out. And he was clearly concussed, and he came back. Oh, wasn't that the tight end? Yeah, 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 yeah. It was the tight end who because but you you mistook them because they look exactly the same because they wear the same fucking helmet. <laughs> yeah, the helmet was just like now it's like a beard. Yeah. yeah, it's one of those ridiculous ones. Uh, I, I just Dude, couldn't. A, stop a lot of Browns on in this game, huh? Fuck yeah. Travis Brown, Antonio Brown, Ruben Brown, Troy Brown. Yeah. Greg Brown, Andy Brown, Steve Brown. <laughs> Dan Deardor. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Who else? Well, there's a couple of Travises. We're going Travis Brown. We got Travis Henry, who was literally the only bright spot in this game for the Bills. Who bared this- none of the burden. For- Ooh, let's play this game. What game are we playing? You know, where like you go from like last names to first oh, names. Yeah. All right. So Travis Henry. Henry, Henry Winkler. Winkler. the third. Henry Winkler. Rugs and bugs. Yeah, Travis You're Henry right. actually ended his game with over 100 yards, didn't he? Rushing. I believe he did. Stat check? I don't know. I didn't watch the second half. Want Travis me to Henry. For you? I was I was confusing him with Travis Brown, who threw for 100 yards. Which is more than Bledsoe threw for. Bledsoe, 12 of 29, 83 yards, one interception, three sacks. It's just not great. Not great. At a rating of 34.7. Damon Heward had a higher rating than that. Damon Heward was 0 for 1. <laughs> and it had a better rating and a negative one rushing yards yeah pretty good yeah so well that's because he had a kneel down was that tight end on the bills the same one that brady roomed with at michigan and was like super close with yes it was reamersma no uh mark mark campbell, campbell. that's is that the same dude Yes, yeah, because they, they mentioned it that, briefly. Dude, you know, when you ever read like a Brady bio or whatever. Yeah, no, that was the same one. Oh, I think, and he was the one that got kind of concussed in this too. He was super concussed. Yeah, he was taking shots because they kept like this Hang Travis Brown character kept like floating the ball down the middle yeah. to that like tight end seam route, yeah. which Rodney Harrison just feasted on. Yeah. Every time he caught the ball, the guy just got lit up. He went back a couple times. Not great. But yeah, Travis Henry was like the only person still trying at the end of the game too. It's like the third quarter and they were just like handing it off to him and not blocking for him. So he's breaking like four or five tackles and getting like a loss of two yards. Soon to be replaced by the Bills' first round pick this year who redshirted the entire year. Mm. Yeah, that's because he had that crazy leg injury in college, right? Yeah, Miami. He He has it right before he gets drafted. Yeah, it was in like the, I don't know if it was a national championship, but it was, it was in Rose the bowl Bowl game, right? Yeah. It was a Rose Bowl against Texas. 
And that where was do the they grossest draft him? shit ever. Yeah. Where did they draft him? Early? First round. Jesus. He was their first round pick. <laughs> That's so bad. Like, and they had a high pick. They weren't like awesome last year either. They didn't make the no. playoffs either. No, they did not. Running backs were like way more valued back then. I mean, this is true. But still, the dude had a like a gross ass knee injury in his last game at college. And well, speaking of which, do you want to him all year? You want to talk about the uh, around the league, our yeah, new yeah. segment? Yeah, this is yeah. a good spot for it. All right. So this is the first edition of the newest segment that I will probably forget about next time. Yeah. But... <laughs> the first and last. <laughs> <laughs> We're calling it around the league with Greg Brown. Okay. You know, Andy can. Cool, the wrong one. Was it supposed to be the other Greg one? It's supposed to be. That's the one. Yeah. <laughs> so, let's take a little gander. Let's take a walk around the NFC, the AFC. See what else is going on it outside the, the playoffs. The realm of the Patriots. Yeah, so playoffs first are made. Not only that, but some records were set this year. Really? So. Yeah, um, Jamal Lewis would oh, yeah. uh, complete his 2,000-yard season this week. Oh, yeah. Finishing the year with 2,066 yards, which at the time was second all-time. To Barry Sanders, maybe? No. Andrew, do you have uh, a guess? Eric Dickerson? Eric Dickerson. Ha! Look at me. Still holds the record. Lewis, Lewis has been, uh, there's a new second. Can you name that? Uh, Adrian Curly Peterson? Or... Adrian Peterson, 2012. So, yeah, he had a fucking monster year. He had, like, he absolutely feasted on Cleveland. He had, like, 295 yards in, like, one week, and then, like, I, 180 the next I time. have a, uh, I have a... I think we may have touched on this back when the, we played the Browns, but uh, the fun fact that we had for the Browns game that one was uh, in week two, Browns linebacker Andre Davis telephoned Ravens running back Jamal Lewis before the game and stated he wanted Lewis to carry the ball at least 30 times in their upcoming matchup. Quote, if that happens, it's going to be a career day, Lewis replied. Lewis then erupted to 295 rushing yards, mm. breaking the record previous held by Corey Dillon in 2000 as the Browns fell 33 to 13. So the Peace Browns defenders it. literally called up Jamal Lewis like, I fucking dare you to run 30 times. He's like, okay, and runs for 300. Yeah. <laughs> and then did it again in week 16. Yeah. Like, yeah, like a fuck 80. <sighs> so, I mean, like Steve was saying, the running backs are way more valued. So also in this year, Priest Holmes mm -hmm. set the, what was at the time the record for most touchdowns in a season. Oh, yes. 27 touchdowns. Which was broken by LT eventually. Yeah. Like 30-something, which is ridiculous. So, yeah, so interestingly, it was 2005, Sean Alexander broke it, and then 2006, <laughs> that's Alexander right, broke right, that. right. So I remember that, like, yeah. three out of four years, the record Sean was set. Alexander, yeah. <laughs> so LT had 31 touchdowns. That's the record as it stands now in 2006. Yeah. So um, a little around the league playoff um, updates. Give me the playoff picture. The playoff picture. So the um, the AFC is the Pats in first, the uh, Chiefs in second, 
Colts in third. They win the AFC South with like uh, the same record as the Titans. Right. But they won on a head-to-head, I think. And they were both the wicked good too, right? They're both like three or four lost teams. I think there were four lost teams, yep. yeah. yeah. So then could. Baltimore wins based on defense and Jamal Lewis. They win their division, the AFC North. So they actually have a worse record than the Titans. But uh, So you'll get Baltimore and Tennessee, wild card game, and then the Chiefs or the, the Colts will play Denver. Okay. So those are the two. And no, then that's right. the Chiefs, Pats have buys. So I remember that Colts Denver game. I don't remember that either. No, I think I do. It's a pretty yeah. We'll get to that maybe once we once that game like that's what we're getting saying, closer yeah, to the Patriots because yeah. obviously we know that we play the Titans and the Colts this year. So the Chiefs, after right. having this amazing year, are basically one and done. Yeah, fall yeah. apart right at the end, which is interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the NFC. So the NFC finishes with Philadelphia as the one seed, St. Okay. Louis as the two seed. That makes sense. Panthers as the three seed. Oh. Green Bay as the four seed, which I'll get to in a minute. Seattle and Dallas as wild cards. Okay. So I don't know if you remember how the Packers got into the playoffs this year by winning no. that division. So it was between them and Minnesota going into the last week of the year. Okay. So Minnesota, this is the uh, Culpepper, Randy, Randy Moss, Moss team. Right. So yeah. it was a fucking sick team. With, um, who's our other wide receiver? Chris Carter. Only all, he does, all he does is catch touchdowns. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it is like 1,000th catch or something on a highlight the other day. And it yeah. was catching a touchdown on yeah. 1,000th. <laughs> of course. All he does is catch touchdowns. So last week, Minnesota had like blown the doors off Kansas City. It was like 45, oh, like yes. 20 or something like that. So that was a big win. That was actually a big game for the Pats. Um, Moss is like in peak Moss form. He had like seven catches, a buck 11, two touchdowns in that game. So now into week 17, all they need is like, it's one of those situations where like they either need to win or Seattle wins or tie. You know, it's like one of those things where like, Four things have to go against them for them to not make the playoffs. Yeah. And they're playing the three and 12 Cardinals. After just these Cardinals? The 12, those Cardinals. <laughs> after just beating the 12 Ditch Chiefs. So they're, they go into uh, Arizona. They're fucking kicking their ass 17 to six with less than two minutes left. It's 17 to six. What? Mm-hmm. And then some Deardorff magic happens. Josh McCown magic. Oh no! This is the, the Josh McCown led Cardinals. <laughs> what is this like his rookie year too? Uh, it's actually his like second or third year in the league, but he played till 2019, which is fucking crazy. Yeah, yeah. So holy shit, McCown leads them down. They score a touchdown. I think they convert like a fourth and ten on that drive. Damn. They uh, get an onside kick. Nice. Recover that. They start driving. They're like down within like the 10 yard line of Minnesota. They it's second down. They have they have one timeout. They get sacked, call the timeout. The next play, they get sacked, a sack fumble. Oh my god. <laughs> so it's now 
fourth and goal from the 24 no <laughs> with like a, like an expired second. Second. It's the last play of the game they yeah. can't clock it and nothing <laughs> and some fucking way how josh mccown pulls this bullshit out of his ass it's like it was very similar to the um the super bowl with the steelers with the touchdown in the corner against cardinals yeah yeah oh yeah same idea of play where he's just like launches it into the back corner of the end zone and this guy like toe taps it <laughs> and that's the last play of the game the cardinals win 18 to 17 the vikings are out of the playoffs the packers are in season done wow it, God. It, it's one of the most ridiculous games I've ever seen to fit to lose your season against a fucking three and 12 team like that whew. josh mccown and a three and 12 team wasting a cold pepper randy moss team like yeah. there's just so many layers of heartbreak for vikings fans there like i can't even imagine yep oh my god this catch how did he yeah get so, and feet? this was actually before they had the Put rule the of chat, Andy. The yeah push out so he so only he gets one foot down and then the defender then gets pushes pushed him out, out of but they say yeah so, so it's non-reviewable yeah or no it's reviewed but they the the review is that he uh, had like maintained yeah, Control. he yeah. would have come down in bounds if. Mm. God damn! All right, yeah, we'll we'll post that in the in the show notes. So if anybody wants to watch it, they can. Ooh, I didn't actually. see it, but I think this is another one where if you find the right commentator, it's hilarious. <laughs> Probably would be. <laughs> where the guy's like, "Oh no, Vikings!" <laughs> right, because <laughs> we talked about the other day. Uh, the, the ending guy. to the the Saints game, yeah. How could where they, you do that? <laughs> where they How scored the lateral touchdown, yeah. and then uh, missed the extra point to, to mm-hmm. tie it to go to overtime. And I think that kept the Saints out of the playoffs, didn't it? Uh, it was yes, one of the factors. Did, the Saints yeah. did not make the playoffs. Yeah, they did not. They finished, but they finished eight and eight. So they had a chance if they had won that. But yeah, sounds like they would have. Brutal. Fourth and 24. And of course, you guys are going to hate this, but like uh, Brett Favre was watching from, I think it was Chicago after beating the Bears, being like, oh, shucks, guys, we did it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you guys would have hated it. <laughs> what if I am hating it? <laughs> uh, all right, so we got some uh, some excitement happening in the NFC, which didn't really happen in the AFC, at least not that last day. And it was kind of like it was just the seeding more than anything, right? Because the Ravens were two games up on the Bengals, Patriots were four games up on the Dolphins, who finished ten and six but missed the playoffs. Yeah, they missed on a tiebreaker with the, with Broncos. the Broncos. Yeah, yeah. So if they had beaten the Patriots once this season, they would have made the playoffs. Mm-hmm. AFC East, man, it's tough when you got the Patriots in it. That's true. Damn. All right. So we got the the Panthers at the three seed and the Patriots at the one seed. And the, the commentators in this were also talking about how hard it was for the one seed to win or to even get to the Super Bowl because I think I took a screenshot of it. Only three of the top-seeded AFC playoff teams have made it to the Super Bowl in the last 10 seasons. That's and the only crazy. team to win was the 1998 Broncos. Only one seed to win from the AFC. So the one seed isn't really known for. Well, that's because it's always season. fucking Peyton Manning, and he blows in the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is still early Peyton, so maybe not. 
I think I think I'd be a bit early for that. But <laughs> yeah, this the is point where still stands. <laughs> <laughs> if that number is skewed, it's because of Peyton Manning. God damn it! <laughs> I, it's it's skewed because of Tom Brady, or it will be. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, some other numbers for in the pages' favor, though, for this is that um, single season since 1970, only three teams have won 12 consecutive regular season games before the Patriots did it uh, just in this, this game here. Um, all three of them won the Super Bowl. They were obviously the 1972 Dolphins, the 1985 Bears, and the 1998 Broncos. So good company to have to win those games. But two of those teams, let's see, the 85 Bears, well, 72 Dolphins obviously undefeated. 85 Bears, I think, went 15-1 and one and beat the shit out of everybody except the one team they lost to that year. Do you know? Um, the Miami Dolphins. The Miami Dolphins. The only team to beat the '85 Bears, keeping them from uh, having Bears. a perfect season. And I think the '98 Broncos were a bit of a, a shit stormer too, weren't they? A With, wagon. Yeah, because that was Elway, like end of his career, and then they had Terrell Davis. Terrell Davis. Yeah, that's and, Pete Terrell Davis. We had those four years where he was just like on another planet. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And uh, and this was the time when the uh, the Broncos were like kind of skirting the salary cap by paying money outside of it. Wasn't that this era? So I they were kind of that had story. Some, they had some stacked teams. Oh yeah. Um, How were they doing that? Not to get too into the weeds here, but so uh, you can actually find it on your team. I was going to say, are there other teams in the NFL cheating or possibly bending <laughs> the rules? Because I will throw a hissy fit on national television if that's the goddamn truth. I want you, you to cry like... Uh, yeah, weeping What's Congress now. doing about this? Yeah, well, yeah. where's <laughs> so Alan go. Spector, goddammit? There you go. Uh, it's called Salary Cap Gate, according to yourteamcheats.com. Salary um, Cap Gate. That's the most yeah. boring gate ever. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think they name everything something gate. Yeah. <laughs> Because as is tradition. Uh, but the summary is, according to this website, on September 17, 2004, the league announced that for the second time in three years, the Denver Broncos were fined nearly a million dollars and would once again lose their third round draft pick because of salary cap violations between 96 and 98. Luxury tax, essentially. Oakland Raiders owner Al Davis contended the Broncos' circumvention of the salary cap to help them win the Super Bowl in the 97 and 98 seasons. In the years where they didn't follow the cap rules. The Broncos' top player, quarterback John Elliott, was paid around 5.4% of the legal cap space, which was 1.2% less than the next closest team. Even more telling, Elway's cap charges in the Broncos' 97-98 Super Bowl seasons were just 2.1 and 2.6 million, respectively, which is pretty fucking small. By comparison, Miami Dolphins quarterback Dan Marino, whoops, where did that go? Uh, who would be the most logical comparison, had cap charges of 4.3 and 7.6 million. So like a fraction of that. Implications that Elway took a relatively low cap hit, but received outside the cap funds to compensate for that. God damn. See, that's what I'm saying. Like it's, you can only rile up the public if it's not boring. Yeah. Well, oh, here you go. Here, <laughs> 4.62 million percent over the cap. The cap and so here you go. Here, like, here's the payoff. I just tuned out. <laughs> here's the payoff. Tune the fuck out. Yeah. Tell me they were videotaping practice and I'll get hype. Okay. <laughs> 
Uh, the Broncos' explanation for the infraction goes something like this. Owner Pat Bolin was trying to build a new stadium for the Broncos and was short on cash, so he asked Elway and running back Terrell Davis to forfeit some of their paycheck now, and in return, he would pay them back plus interest after the season. It's cash? She's giving them checks? Yeah, fuck it, outside, you know? Just just give them, uh, just give like them a, a cut and be like, yeah, so IRS would like as soon as you about. retire, we'll give you a cushy fucking job as GM and let you draft a bunch of shitty quarterbacks that will never mm. replace you <laughs> in the ring of honor in uh, in Denver. Well, you just high. make all the costs of the franchise. It'll be fine. Yeah. So. Awesome. Steve, can we designate you our salary cap guy? <laughs> I feel like this is your, I feel you'd be good at that. Yeah. You're a numbers guy, right, Steve? You're a numbers cruncher. Can you be our like salary cap question answerer? Yeah, can like, you get some uh, Excel spreadsheets going, please? No, I I can be a gift suggester guy though. Gift suggester, gift, gift can or you gift? Show me how to rip gifts like you do for your, uh, your rip, website. I have some gifts. Okay, what are they? What can are I your share screen right now? Yeah, by so, all means. I'll this be is leg Tom, dick guy. This is Tom Brady, right after he he <laughs> like nearly tears his ligament talking to Damian Heward. Yeah. Yeah. So this is sort of like how it started, right? Because oh. they're down. I mean, you get some audio here. There's no audio needed. Well, I mean, this is an audio. It's a podcast. Yeah. yeah so. <laughs> Greg, you you pl- you play Tom Brady. I'll play Damon Heward. <laughs> Just look how like pissed hey, off John, he's your y'all, dude. Is. Did you see that shit? Yo, hey, Tom, I, I that like motherfucker. Haircut, uh, yo, he was so close to my knee, dude. How's your uh, pliability? Look at, just look how fucking laser focused he is. He's just fucking. He's not even talking to Damon Heward. Get, get fucked. Tom, do you get like my, my face mask? I get, got it get from out of my the, fucking face. I got it from the tight ends. They they really liked it. <laughs> what kind of name is they, Heward anyway? They speak highly of it. What's, what kind of name is Damon? Hmm. And then it's the name of the devil. Can we get some audio on one of these, Stevie? Uh, Andy's gifts. I have some audio, but they're uh, yeah. The highlights on the website don't have audio, but I I have one audio. Still is right there. Yeah. Tom Brady is uh, Steve. You know this is a podcast, yes. So <laughs> the people that are listening cannot see what you see. <laughs> All right, I, I've got one that's um, that's pretty great. So uh, can you go to if you can line up when Lemoy hits Brady? I just want to hear leg dick because <laughs> I'm not crazy in that he didn't go. Yeah, someone fell on his leg, Dick. He said leg dick. <laughs> I, I, I'm not like debating that though. I think that we all agree that Dan Dudorf says the dumbest shit of all time. Old leg dick Dudorf. <laughs> I mean, do you know? Making dick. creepy comments about leg Armin dick Dudorf. Leg dick Dudorf, dude. Uh, that's almost as good as WD33, Andy. All <laughs> oh, right. What was that from? That's uh, Falk. Oh, that's right. Because he he just keeps the keeps He's the, the grease going. monkey. Yeah. yeah. The human lubricant. Uh, do we know when about that the time that was? Um, this is gonna be bad yeah, radio, was, but uh, second the, the quarter. Is forty-seven minutes, so it'll be just like I don't know, maybe a couple minutes before forty-seven. Well, well, while while he looks for it, uh, Steve, do you think that was a dirty play? No, it didn't look. It, looking out, kind of blocked in the back and like shoved down more. 
Whereas the Bernard Pollock game, he was already on the ground and then made like an extra lunge or Lawyer was sort of like pushed down. If it was a player other than Lawyer Malloy, I have the feeling you would say it's dirty. I don't think so because the Bernard In a week Pollock 17 was like blowout. he was already down and then he made the lunge where Lawyer is like, it's just like a dude getting rolled up like blocking or like, you know, you're blocking and someone gets rolled up behind you. It was a similar sort of play where it wasn't like mm. Lawyer was going for his knee. I just feel like in the NFL, all those plays are kind of like that. Mm-mm. The Bernard Paul bang, hit was bang. different because he definitely made like an effort to, he's already on the ground and then like then lunged at him. I agree with that. I think you guys Lawyer are just, was, you're viewing these through rose colored glasses and that uh, you like Lawyer Malloy and you don't want, you don't want him to hate the Patriots, but he does. Well, um, dude, he, there's clear evidence that he was, Really good friend, but yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he sold Tom Brady his house. Yeah. Oh so well, in that case, Brady, you could boys. never do a dirty hit, Andy. Well, he's, not him, even, yeah, he's not even go out there and try to fucking tear Tom yeah. Brady's knee off. And that's also not who he was. Where Bernard Pollard oh, has a bit who of who he uh, was. What do you he, know? He's got him? a Bernard Pollard has a, uh, a track Reputation. record. Reputation. What if Harris? What if Harrison did that? Yeah. Oh, that would probably uh, be on the edge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. We just say it was spirited. All right, I think I found it here. <laughs> so Barely is- into the second quarter. Talk about it. His arm's going to fall off before this thing's over. going to do it again, and down he goes. Under oh, pressure from to help out. So there's a sack for Buffalo. Well, they're hoping there, that right? the play action here. But His arm's really going to fall off. more That's A field position. Brady going for Gibbons. Incomplete. And boy, did Tom Brady have somebody fall on his leg, Dick, and he is hurt. He is hurt. And boy, did Tom Brady have somebody fall on his leg, Dick, and he is incomplete. And boy, did Tom Brady have somebody fall on his leg, Dick, and he is hurt. He is And boy, did Tom Brady have somebody fall on his leg, Dick, and he is hurt. I hate when people fall on your leg, Dick. <laughs> Football or not? <laughs> so I'm like Dick Brady. <laughs> oh shit! Oh, I tell you, it's terrible when you trip over your leg, Dick. <laughs> I would never want to see it. A man tripping on his leg, Dick. <laughs> oh no! Oh god! That's, That's awesome. I was right though. Yeah, you, right. you gotta yeah. give it Tom to like Dick Brady. Yeah. All right, but I, and I also think you're right. Like this is where he says talks about the ligaments too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah it's a great. They showed that replay over and over again. It was like. Oh yeah, I. This was like they used to, they, they don't do it so wide, much anymore, but. They show the wide right replay. They show <laughs> Drew Bledsoe getting his lung caved in replay. They were just like, hey, let's hit all the low lights. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let's, let's see if he, let's see if he talks about the the ligaments real quick. This is really awkward. Coming from the far side. Might have been Malloy, his good friend. It is Lawyer Malloy. And oh, look at the left knee and ankle of Tom Brady. Oh, boy. That is when a quarterback is at his most vulnerable. Standing there with your legs straight out and that... That hurt. You could almost see the bend. Oh. It's remarkable that... Uh, uh, the only thing I can say is I hope Tom Brady has loose ligaments. I love Theodore. <laughs> I don't care what anyone says. Yeah, <laughs> hope he's got loose ligaments. He's Frickin such Deardorf. an idiot. I'm, I'm on 80. Oh, he's so bad. Dan Deardorf, MD. <laughs> but he's like, it's... You know when movies get so bad, they're good? Mm. 
You know, there's uh, there's the, the thing I hate are movies that are like somewhere in between. Like either be so bad you're entertaining. <laughs> yeah, but like or you be can't really watch good. like a ton of movies that are so bad they're good, you know? Like those are good yeah. once in a while. That's a good point. You don't have to get too point. much of them. That's yeah. true. Yeah. I think that's that's my issue with him. He's so corny all the goddamn time. Yeah. Kenny Bruski, he plays the, the sax and he has some sax. <laughs> <laughs> His arm's gonna fall off. He's throwing it so much. Like that's just dumb. <laughs> right. And also, how many times did Tom Brady throw it? Like 25 times in the first yeah, half? Yeah. yeah. He threw it 21 to, uh, 32 times this game. Arm's going to fall off. Hey, Jesus. All right. You want to do best and worst? <laughs> yeah, I got some best and worsts. <laughs> All right. Give them to me, Steven. Uh, there was a stat where someone had thrown five touchdowns in a game when, when Brady was on fire in the first half and like, Oh, mm. was he going to throw five touchdowns in the game and like tie the record? Yeah. And then doesn't he then later throw five touchdowns in a half? He does. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, no, he'll get there. Yeah. Do you remember who it was that, uh, whose record it was with five touchdowns in a half in a game? Steve Grogan in 1979 versus Jets. And they were like, Tom Brady was two years old. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? Yeah, that's how time works, bro. Like, What what did you expect? Just come out of the womb hucking footballs? Like, I I don't don't understand what you're you're getting at there. Well, they're getting at that's an old record, Andy. Do you not agree? I don't think that's where they were going with it, though. I'm I'm standing Dan Dito. I can see that. I'm going to (laughs) stand. I'm fighting the good fight for my boy, Dan. So, all right, great. If you had to pick one to spend uh, an eternity on uh, an island, just the two of you, uh, okay. would it be your choices are Dan Deodorf or Bill Belichick? Oh. Where are your brothers? Where are your brothers? I mean, you guys or Steve. first. Steve, for sure. <laughs> yeah, we have them all the time. Yeah, he gives great foot rubs. Yeah. <laughs> All right, noted. I don't know. That's a good uh, question. Belichick, Belichick's probably wicked boring, dude. I mean, I bet uh, he's not. it's like, would you rather be bored or like wicked or annoyed? annoyed? Yeah, <laughs> it's a really good one. <laughs> I guess bored. Maybe if you like broke Belichick down enough, you could get him to open up. I bet he would. Yeah, I, you know, he's like boring on on purpose. I feel like. Yeah, and, and every time you hear, like, uh, when he's mic'd up and stuff, he's always, like, tr- telling jokes and shit. Mm. But they're, like, not great, the jokes. Like, oh, did I tell you about that one when I was coaching the Browns back in the 80s? Yeah. All the, all the players like, yeah, about this guy? Like, yeah, yeah. isn't that funny? Yeah, yeah coach. <laughs> yeah, when all you care about is football, you're just not going to be, like, a well-rounded, like, good, fun no. person to hang out with. No, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Can I do my uh, other bests? Yeah, you sure can. Um, one, I looked up the radio announcers from, <laughs> remember they had the Bills guy on? Yeah, yeah. And they said he was the longest serving radio announcer in NFL history. The Bills guy who had been doing it since the Bills were created as a franchise. Yeah, but didn't they He's say he missed, he missed it for seven years because like the radio station went under or something? Korean no, they War. said he was the... <laughs> In second place was Gil Santos. Oh no shit! Hell so yeah. I looked up who had a longer career, like who, uh, who, who. who yeah, yeah. Gil fucking crushes them. Really? Oh yeah. So was Gil in first place? In 2012, that schmo was like 
1957 to 2002. Oh, whatever. Who's the longest? Oh, I didn't look that up. Probably Probably, uh, the guy from the Cubs, right? He was there forever. Well, I'm thinking it's just football. That guy started when the Bills started. Yeah. And Gil must not have been too far behind either, right? They even the Patriots started. You would have well, seen he played OJ for the Patriots when the Patriots started. OJ, you know? <laughs> <laughs> when he was just known for football and not for... Yeah. 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 All right, and then my best no fitting gloves. Is, is this next gift. I'm going to share screen again. Oh, good. Is there an audio? audio? Yep. No, no audio. There's no audio. Okay. Can you, can you just, give us this, a... This, this is such a throwback a gift. Play by Steve, play. Can't, Steve, you should be able to share your audio, too. There's no audio, though. It's just Mike Vrabel. Okay. It's cool. Mike Vrabel in his... He must have had a baller game wearing the shark tooth hat, which you're yeah. wearing right now, Greg. Uh-huh. Just looking super young. And then it pulls up his little stat line of how long it's been in the year... Seven years, Ohio State. Jesus, age twenty-eight, and he's sitting here chilling on the sideline as a Patriots. Yeah. Nothing. Little did we know he would guarantee he would cut off his penis if the Tennessee Titans would win a Super Bowl. <laughs> How far we've come! <laughs> oh man, football's different these days. I, don't, I can't <laughs> put my thumb on it. <laughs> but oh man, <laughs> uh. All right, Gregory, you want to do your best and worst? Yes, I do. Okay. So my best was a Sam Gash sighting. Yes. Best name for a fullback? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, No. I look up his (laughs) Wikipedia. He's got a cousin named Thad Gash. Thad Alvin Gash Jr., which is is such a a kick-ass name. To be honest, like I usually shit on the juniors, like naming your kid after yourself. But if your name is Thad Gash, you're goddamn right. Your name, your kid, same thing. Yeah, that rules. (laughs) Played in the NFL too, apparently. Oh damn! Um, Fullback had to be. I have no idea. Another interesting note about Sam Gash. I mean, obviously. You know, old school Pats fans will know he played for the past for years. Yeah. He um, he made a Pro Bowl. He didn't make a Pro Bowl with the Pats, but he did make a Pro Bowl, and he was the first ever back in NFL history to make the Pro Bowl without a single rushing attempt in the regular season. Holy shit. Yeah. No way. That's yeah. impressive. He's just that good of a road grader, huh? Yeah, I guess so. Damn. I think he might have caught – I think he was more like a – Passing oh. option at times because he caught a pass in this game. He did. I mean, it didn't. It's like it didn't look particularly natural. Yeah, <laughs> he's no Mark Edwards, if you will. But Gash, right. what a great fucking name, huh? Great. Yeah. Yeah. For for somebody who's supposed to open up holes, like that's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my worst is gonna be um, probably Lawyer Malloy's mood. Directly after this game, like I can't imagine what was going through his head. Where the yeah. turnaround from week one, where he thinks he's going on to like a Super Bowl contender, yeah, they beat the pass 31 nothing. The whole city's behind them, they got yeah. bled, so they got stacked ass team. They're two and all. They're like, dude, this was yeah. such a good decision yeah. to go to Buffalo. I'm gonna, I'm gonna fucking, st- I'm gonna shove this down Belichick's throat too. And in the three wrong months. Decision. They're out of the playoffs. Yeah. 
He just yeah. fucking hurt his buddy Tom Brady. Yeah. And they fucking are trash. <laughs> also, uh, on the Patriots' first drive, it was Loy Malloy who was called for defensive pass interference in the end zone, which set up the first touchdown. And like he was the the closest player to Givens when Givens scored his touchdown too. So not even a yeah. great game oh, from Lawyer. Goddamn shoes. Yeah. Too. So not great. Yeah. I mean, I I, I still love Lawyer Malloy, and yep. I'll always love Lawyer Malloy. Absolutely. Part of the law firm, but just it, you, you got to feel for him for his dreams being shattered at this point. Yeah, that's brutal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I mean, and he, I guess he kind of had uh, a say in the decision at the beginning of the season, but like he was also being asked yeah, to like take, take a pay cut and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I understand that. I got so. no problem with decision he made. You know, no, he's yeah. he's a he's a pro. He, he yeah. needs to look out for his family. I get that. Oh yeah, absolutely. So it sucks. <laughs> it does suck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's what i'm saying it's all about setting expectations in life where if you expect to be bad you'll never be disappointed but if you set that bar too high you know you're asking for the hurt there's something with like a dumpster and a trash can or something like that greg you have an analogy for this what and it's like you expect a a dumpster and you get a trash can you'd be like oh all right That's all, I that's think we talked about it in the pod before. Yeah, I haven't heard that. <laughs> I don't remember that at all. Yeah. I like the setting expectations. That's good. That's Greg's approach with his wife, with Kelly. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, she expects I'm a dumpster fire, and then she just gets a trash can fire. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's yeah, exactly. <laughs> setting expectations is it's, it's a real part of life that we need of to course. get better at, you know? I agree. Yeah. 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 Both at work and, and in your personal life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you want to set them as low as possible is the key, I think. Yeah, we're all we're all mediocre. The three of us are like definition of mediocre. Oh yeah. And the we're, sooner we're we three accept white guys that, with a podcast, like that's yeah. that if you look up mediocre in the mm-hmm. in the dictionary, it's it's three white men with uh, a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. We're we're actually a cliche. We're a meme. Yeah. Yeah. This podcast that we're doing now. Yeah. What do you what do you call uh, a group of white males? You call them a podcast. <laughs> Yelling into the abyss. <laughs> exactly. Yelling into the universe. <laughs> uh, well, all right. That took a turn. I wasn't mm. expecting. You know, we're all going to die one day. You guys think <laughs> <about> that? <laughs> yeah, but you know what will live on forever? This, this fucking podcast. podcast. <laughs> I'm fucking right, dude. Run this thing. Yep. Uh, dude, that leg dick <laughs> fucking comment, that... That's in the annals of time. It'll never die. Yeah. Oh, God. There's somebody in like 2060 when the Pats are terrible. They're going to be like, oh, I wonder how it was when Brady was playing. And they're like, damn, this Dan Dealer sounds like a dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder where he's buried. I'm going to piss on his grave. <laughs> <sighs> too far? Too far. Yeah. yeah, yeah a little I'll bit. take that back. Yeah. Um, all right, I'll do my best and worst to recover from that. My best, I got a couple. Um, first one is Tully Bantikane's first sack of his career. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh. TBC. Uh, where he just kind of wrapped up Drew Bledsoe and then, like, didn't tackle him because Bledsoe had, like, a full like, They're like, who else, can we blitz? <laughs> who else can we send on a blitz? Just, just yeah. go down the roster, give everybody some experience Fuck here. Tully Bantikane. And also, um, Gerard Cherry had a nice blitz mm-hmm. off the edge, and he caught, what was his name, Travis Brown? Completely unaware, and I think may have concussed him too. That was, was a brutal hit. 
Um, so Tully, uh, who hopefully we'll have on to discuss credit cards would be good. Mm. Um, also Tom Brady did not throw an interception at home in this season. All 12 of his interceptions came on the road and the Patriots now have home field advantage all the way through the playoffs. So that might work out. Uh, and then my last best, uh, well, yeah, they, they talked about David Gibbons and did you boys realize that he was a running back at Notre Dame who converted to wide receiver? I had no idea. No, I, I remember like heard that as well. Being his stats were like, he had like 20 catches his senior year, something yeah, I feel crazy like, he played like that. wide receiver before they had drafted him and tried to convert him. I don't know. That's, that's what the commentator said that he was a, a running back at Notre Dame and then he converted to wide receiver and the pages draft him as a, as a wide out. He looks if that's pretty the good. case. He is. Yeah. He's a natural wide receiver. He's like, mm. but he's also like built like a big wide receiver too. Like that's yeah. not, is. that's not a running back game. build. I wrote this down watching this game. He is what we all wish Nikhil Harry could be. Or, um, or Malcolm Mitchell. What well, Malcolm Mitchell like was, he, he was, but the, like that's, that's the prototype that I think Belichick was looking for was that David Givens and then the Malcolm Mitchell and probably even Aaron Dobson, the big bodied wide receiver. Aaron Dropson. <laughs> Call what you will. Kenbrell Dropkins. <laughs> <laughs> that one doesn't quite work, but I like it. Uh, but spe- speaking right. of misses. They're, uh, they're bullshit, Andy. In, uh, 2000, he had 24 Ooh. rushing attempts, 25 catches. And then his senior, he had 33 catches, six rushes. Yeah. So, yeah. So he started as a running back, converted in college to a wide no. out. But like That's... 1999, he had 14 catches and 13 rushes. So he was kind of yeah. close. Suck on that. First year, Andy. he had four carries and no catches. So he's basically James White. Cool. You showed me. My worst, other than we're getting, whoa, we're getting a little spicy on the pod here tonight. Huh? Well, he did have seven rushing touchdowns. Three. Do you guys want to talk about it? Is there something? <laughs> is there something going on between you guys that you want to talk about? Yeah, I'm. Ju- I'm just insanely jealous that he has a dog and I don't. So I'm taking it out of him <laughs> on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty great. Yeah, go fuck yourself. Yeah, dude. Those those videos that you send every day that are all the same. They're sick. I love them. <laughs> I'm living vicariously. Yeah, they're not for you. kids. Yeah, well, man. Hey, just know every time you send one, there's someone out there that hates it, Steve. Well, <laughs> no, that's not no, Greg. If I was posting on Facebook, that would be true. But I put it in our group chat for our family, so I know it's not somebody who hates it. It's <laughs> specifically it's, me. Yeah. So, Greg, yeah. uh, is, is there something you want to get on? Is there something between you and Steve that's that's going on? You there, there's on? always been something. <laughs> there's always been something yeah, between from you the and fucking Steve. list. Yeah. <laughs> First of all, he's a big, dumb asshole. Okay? He's a <laughs> pea-brained, fucking uncouth piece of shit. So, we'll start there. Uncouth? Okay. Yeah, as the pot calls the kettle black. <laughs> I was trying to think of that word that you use about, like, people that are bad at technology. What is it? Oh, um... No, no. It's a, oh Mennonite? God. Isn't that a religion? <laughs> it's a Luddite. A Luddite. That's what it is. Yeah. I actually, ever since you explained that word to me, I'm hearing it everywhere. You know how that yeah. happens sometimes? Yep. You it's a good a word. word. It's a great yeah. word. Yeah. Drop Luddite. You're a fucking Luddite, Steve. That's what you are. I, I hate technology. What do you mean? <laughs> I don't know. It's just a sweet word, dude. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, okay. Cool. 
but yeah, speaking of misses, my worst, Adam Vinatieri has missed nine field goals this season. It's the most he he's ever missed. 24 yarder. Mm, yes. Yeah, yeah, missed a chip shot. Like Belichick was like, what the fuck? Yeah. And then went and got them another field goal anyways. And it's like, yeah. Hey, <laughs> yeah, because it was, it was 28 nothing. There could have gone up 31 and he misses the chip shot field goal. Were they playing for the 31, do you think? Yes. I definitely. Uh, you think Belichick would do that? No, yeah. because well, I think if they were, they would have left the defensive starters. They're kind of in. conservative, you know? Their play calling got super conservative in the red zone of like. But you could argue that. Try to get another touchdown. Let's just kick the field goal. Yeah, I don't think so. I, I think yeah. that's always the question with Belichick, right? Does he do things out of spite? Definitely does. Where like I think play he calling seems yes. to say it, but I mean, he would never admit it a million years. But the fuck you touchdowns of 07. Yep. Yeah, we're definitely like there's some spite in there. Oh yeah, running up the score just in every yeah. game in 07. Was I, yeah, I yeah. think getting it 31 nothing was also a fuck you because as soon as Vinatieri misses that, you see it on his face. He's like, "What the fuck?" And then they go and get the because when he's lining it up, I was like, "Oh, here's the 31 nothing," and he misses it. And I was like, "Oh, we kick another field goal," and the next field goal they kick was also 24 yards. Yeah, and he almost hooked that one too. <laughs> so pissed. <laughs> But no, I, I I don't think in this case it was. I think it was just Belichick being Belichick. Oh, this lead isn't big enough because no, it's, I, I think it's Drew Bledsoe. I mean, obviously, I don't think there was ever a chance, but it's like 28 to three being down, being up 28 to three in the third quarter of a, a Super Bowl. You know, like it's the lead is just not big enough to guarantee that you're going to win. So you're going to keep trying to add some points. All right. I think you're wrong. But I also all right. Well, then I didn't explain get to, to me my this. Negative. Explain to me this. You guys just moved on after I gave my best. I didn't get to do my worst. Explain to me this before you do your worst. Yeah, let's get through this argument if, here. If Belichick was that concerned about winning thirty-one nothing, why did he pull his defense before the last couple of drives? Good point, Steve. Care to, to comment? Give his backups more. Season. But his backups let the other team drive straight down the field to the one-yard line. Did they, though? Because Gerard yes. Terry had that crazy sack. Yeah, but then they well. gave up a bunch of big plays that put the uh, that put the Bills on the one-yard line. First and goal from the one with 17 seconds left. But the whole team... And Travis Henry was already rushed for 100 yards. He's, he's, he's building uh, trust in his team and depth in his squad before the playoffs. I agree, but that's not what you do when you want to... Spine, yeah, yeah, when you want to win 31 nothing, exactly. Sure. I'm just right. saying they got conservative in the red zone because they just want to kick the field goal and make it 31 nothing, as opposed to 35. He didn't give a shirt, give a shit. They were him. still slinging it. <laughs> Brady missed a couple of end zone throws when they were right. settling for those. And my goals. worst is actually a point in your column because listen to the Bills' penetration into the Patriots. Oh, yeah, what New England 26, yeah. New England 15, New England 17, New England 22, New England one yard line. Yep. And a total of zero points. Zero points. Yeah. Mm. They got in the red zone like five times. It's yeah, ridiculous. They were, they were inside the red zone all the time and just. Yep. And zero points. Like the 18 yard line, false start. <laughs> and, right yep. back and then sack and then miss on fourth down because their, uh, their kicker was, because uh, you know how they show that like that line like the, the cool graph that they did, like overlaid on the, the field when the field goal come out. Yeah. It's like, oh, for, so from 10 to 20, he's 92%. And then from 20 to 30, he's 100%. And then from 30 to 40, 
Oh. Can't kick a field goal over over 30 yards. That's not good for the NFL. Oh. Well, it's Greg Williams coach team though. So, you know, he's honorable man or whatever the fuck it is. <laughs> Yeah, so that was uh gotta gotta have empathy for Greg Williams in this case. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know if this is a best or a worst, but this was Greg Williams' last game as the head coach of the Buffalo. Oh, Bills. he did get fired. Good. He did. Yeah, this was it. This is his what this is how he went out, which mm-hmm. felt fitting. So I guess that's a, a best. A worst for him, but a best for us. I actually in researching that found an error in profootballreference.com. Did no, you? No, you didn't. Yes, I yeah, did. I Refuse to believe that. I'm, I'm listening, uh, but as a Ryan Lindell 40 yard field goal, no good. And if you remember, Andy, the they got a penalty on that, then they tried. Oh, no, there's another one. The there's conversion. another one. Yeah, he missed, he missed a he, field goal too. He missed a 45 yarder, and yeah. then they hit the penalty and went up for a fourth, and then he missed a four yard later. Yeah, and a quarter. We knew that if there's one thing I can guarantee, it's that you're wrong. Not profootballreference.com. Okay. This is why we have you to stat check our shit, Greg. Yeah. And you know how I stat check? Pro football reference every fucking time. I'm going to stat check in the stats. Okay. How's that working out? So, Steve, did you say you had a worst? Or was that it? Was that take? Yeah, as a Bills fan, watching this game, watching them get inside the red zone all those times and come up with zero points has to be the absolute worst. Yeah, it can't be good. Because like I, I thought that we whooped the Bills harder than they whooped us the first week. And that might be true in the first half. But like the Bills had chances to put points on the boards and just... Just bumbled. didn't. <laughs> it was so Which bad. Maybe getting... But let's say it's beating yourself. It's not like being beat you know yep oh so here's one last thing that i had um they showed a stat of tom brady his numbers from 2001 when he was super bowl mvp and his numbers from 2003 mm. uh so 01 completion percentage uh, just about 64 percent 18 touchdowns 12 interceptions 2003 uh, about 60 percent completion percentage 19 touchdowns 12 interceptions so there's some similarities there. I wonder if that will carry over any more of these similarities into the playoffs and maybe into the Super Bowl. I think we'll have to find out next week. Bye what's, week. What's next week? Bye week. I suppose it is, isn't it? Tuesday. <laughs> Thursday. Wednesday. Who are we playing next week? We're playing nobody. It's bye week. Sit on our couch and watch the wild card. See, see annual. New England Patriots bye week. Mm. That's true. All right. Well, we we we'll, and then I don't think that'll make we'll, very good radio. So we will play the winner of either the Colts. No, we can't play the Colts because they're the four. We could play Denver, who's the six, if they upset the Colts in Indianapolis, or we could play the winner of Baltimore versus Tennessee, yeah, which is being play played in Tennessee. So Tennessee's pretty heavy favorites because they were 12 and 4 tied for yeah, AFC yeah, South. League. They were favored by one in this game. Really? Yeah, according to according to uh Steve's least favorite website, Pro Football Reference. So that might be wrong. I didn't say shit on Pro. I just saw it's all anomaly. Okay. 40. But yeah, I, mean, I think the yeah. Ravens were a good team this year. 
I, I, I read Willis the, the uh, their quarterback play is hilarious. The Ravens? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to hear? <laughs> there are three quarterbacks that threw passes this year. <laughs> I'm looking at them. Kyle Bowler. Yeah. Was number one. Anthony Wright and Chris Redman. Wow. Uh, I remember Chris Redman. Yeah, I don't remember Anthony Wright. No, I've never heard of Anthony Wright. Never. I guess he wasn't. No. You remember Kyle Bowler? Yeah. How could you not? Kyle Bowler maker. <laughs> All right. Anthony Wright, more like Anthony yeah. Wrong. Let's just huh? the bi- wrong man right the job. Let's just go right to the playoffs. Yes. It did. This team's good. The Jamal Lewis, 2,000 yard rusher. Yep. Ray Lewis, top, Ed Reed. Top 10 defense. Adelius Thomas, Peter Bulloware, Chris McAllister. Yeah. Uh, the defense was ranked third in yards against and six in points against. Yeah, but they're facing and they had like eight Pro Bowlers compared to the Pats who had two. They're yeah. face, they're Get facing far. country strong Pro MVP. This is this is true, yeah, Co MVP. Mm. Also, Jeff Fisher, noted uh, mustache, incredible head coach, who would definitely not get blown out by the the Patriots in two thousand six. <clears throat> Speaking of Tom Brady's six touchdowns. So yeah, so next week we will find out who we're playing. Do we want to spoil it now or no? We're going to hold off. I think everyone remembers. It's a suspense. Well, yeah, it's not like, a, ooh, I wonder what could happen. Let me just Google it real quick. <laughs> well, let's also add like a season awards here. The MVP, co- there's co-MVPs of the yeah. NFL this year. Peyton Manning. And Steve McNair. And Steve McNair. <laughs> Country strong. Yes. Country strong. Country strong, Steve McNair. The, the napper extraordinaire. Napper yes. extraordinaire, yeah. <laughs> My boy, Aaron McNair. So I think, so I think yeah, the, the worst thing... If that doesn't cue you into who we're playing next week, then you're listening to the wrong podcast. And you I think the worst thing for on. the Patriots would, would be to have to play both of those those players, right? Mm, yeah. So that, that would be like the hardest road possible to the, the yeah. Super Bowl. So so hopefully that doesn't happen, and the Patriots will have an easy road to the, the big game, and we'll see what happens. Next week... On the Patriots Dynasty podcast. Oh, also, if you have any feedback you want to do, you want to text us. Um, what's the number? I know Steve's remember it. Greg, do you five, remember five, it? Five, 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 five. Um, five oh five. You want to give me an area code? Eight zero four three. Yes. Uh, 603-505-8043. Yeah. So text the Dynasty hotline. Yo. If you if you have if there's those, there's vit- those checks, memory vitamins have been taken or doing great. Is that just you stop smoking weed? <laughs> no, that wasn't a no. <laughs> uh, all right, yeah. So next week on the Pages Dynasty podcast, we will see you later. See you later. See you later.